You're listening to another great show from the Nod Network. Find more great content at nerdod.com. Welcome to this week's edition of SideQuest Activated, part two of Reg's Characters List. Nice. With me, Dave. And me, other Dave. Hi, other Dave. How Hi, are you me. doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, I was thinking, because part one went so well, yeah. I'm going to take on a character of you for part two. Okay. Probably won't. No. But it's just all about the characters, and this is the most important thing. So, part one, right, I'm going to call... Losers. Right. Part, Part two. two. Winners. Winners. Slightly less. Maybe. Loser. Maybe. Well, let's start off then with <laughs> right. the manliest of men. Mike Hagar? The second most manliest <laughs> of men. <laughs> Although Mike Hagar, Mike right. Mike Hagar should totally be let, on the list now as the manliest of men. Let's put him in the list. He's on the list. Mike He's on Hagar. the list now. Tick. Well, you know what? Actually, Mike Hagar could be split into two characters, really. You've got Mike Hagar, and then the other character is Mike Hagar's mustache. Because I believe that's a character in itself. It's mm. so perfect. Trimmed to perfection. That's the kind of guy I Much want like running. Much like his beautiful, muscly body. Yes. it's oh, He's just perfect. But I want him running our city. Crime mm. would just vanish. Can you imagine, like, living in the port and Mike Haggart was, oh, like, you know, Prime Minister, President of Country, whatever. The mayor. Doesn't really matter. <laughs> Anything at all. He could literally sort out that town in no time. The thing is, though, like, that literally is, like, the town in Final Fighters, else me put. It's, yeah, essentially. It's turned into that much of a scummy dive that it, <laughs> it genuinely could be that way. I mean, I've not moved into a nicer place. But by any means, I've moved into Salty Ferry, so it's like, <laughs> I've gone from, I've gone from, like, Final Fight to, like, Final Fight 3. <laughs> you know, when you're sort of like, we can't be asked making it look that bad, but, but you know it's bad. <laughs> We're just, like, covering it over. We're trying our best to make it look nice, but yeah, it's, it's genuinely not not a great place. Um, so, yeah, so Mike Hagar. Yeah. Literally, he is the best character in Final Fight. Yeah. Right. And that just because, I don't know if it's just because he's the oldest out of the three that mm. made, made us automatically go like, oh, yeah, I want him. Like, I mean, like, he just seemed like the odd character out of the three well, in the Final Fight to well, go and choose from. You, you got, like, obviously the, the variety of characters. Because you've got a guy who, obviously, is the dead quick one, like, you know, quite flashy and everything. And you've got Cody, who's a balance between strength and speed. And then you've got Iron Mike. Um, yeah, he's just like, he's yeah. the daddy still pipe, smashing heads in. Yeah, he is. Picking up people, smashing them on the heads. Just a just a legend in his own right. But whenever I play it, I have to go Mike Hagar. Yep. He's my favourite. And every time we play Marvel vs. Capcom, he goes in, in the team. team. Yeah, just in his team. Brilliant. With his steel pipe. Yeah, and rightly so. But yeah, just Mike Hagar, as, there's not much you can say about him because it's like everything's explained as simply as it can be. Like, he's a mayor, his daughter goes missing, he beats people up till he finds his daughter done in the uh, I can't remember what it was called but he, he first made an appearance in the in a wrestling game I think mm. it only came out in Japan or something but it was was it, it Fire Pro Wrestling I think it was I can't remember but it was it was basically just like he was a wrestler and he's a fucking beast in that as well but he's got like a similar move set to Zangief 
um, mm. in Street Fighter or Zangief or however people pronounce it. I say Zangief, but yeah, he's got a similar kind of move set to, to, to Zangief as well. And I think that like came from the, the wrestling game. I can't remember what it was called. It's something. I'll, I'll, I'll scope out in a second to yeah. remember that one. Yeah. But that reminds me. So we were um, talking about um, the, the snares the other week. Yeah. And we were saying like how great the, um, the, the street fighter game mm-hmm. was and stuff like that came with it. So, I was trying to play Street Fighter on the on the PlayStation. Yeah. Um. The night as Balrog, and I, I genuinely couldn't couldn't play him. And I yeah. thought I used to be able to play Balrog like amazingly well. And if you play it on the Xbox, for some reason he's much better. And yeah. I don't know if it's just because he's an Xboxer. Oh, Street Fighter joke done for the pod. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was trying to get around it and I was like I forgot how the joke went and I'm like shit fucked up that joke. Um <laughs> That's so shit. Yeah, that that one wasn't wasn't a good one, I'll be honest with you. None of them are good. Um, None of them are good. They're all shit. In fact, it, the first thing it mentions about Mike Hagar is the fact that um oh, apart from his amazing quote of hold back if you want to your funeral. Oh, oh, Mike. It is amazing. Um, Apparently, he made his debut in the original Final Fight. Did he? I thought it... I literally thought it was that wrestling game. So, Hagar seems to be loosely modelled and after... and modelled after real-life wrestler Randy Savage. Nice. In the game, his ring name is Slam Masters. Yeah. Oh, sorry. sorry, His ring in Slam Masters is Mike Macho Hagar. (sighs) And the game even features the winning pose in which he lifts his daughter, Jessica, onto his shoulder, yeah. which is a possible nod to Randy Savage and his valet, Miss Elizabeth. Yeah. But then he swapped his career from wrestler to politician. Obviously. Sometime between Slam Masters 2 and Final Fight. Nice. So so, so the Final Fight game came first? Well, it's, that's what it's saying. I thought it was Slam Masters. I think Slam Masters first. must have come first. Yeah. Because, yeah, I'm going to so go with I'm that. I'm sure it, it was that first and... Then, because there the description is, he's then between final uh, between Slam Masters two and Final Fight, so that would mm. imply that the Final Fight came out second. Yeah, so I'll we'll go with that. Yeah, That's either fine. way, you know, Mike Hagar. I'm happy with that and his mustache. And just to just to let you know, a little bit more information because we've never done it with any of the others, but I think Mike deserves it. All right. Mike likes curried rice and wow. hamburgers. Mike's fighting style yeah. is wrestling. Just in case. His dislikes, criminals. Nice. Scumbags <laughs> and the Mad Gear gang. I was like, oh, you know just. What? The more you know. Just the more yes. you know. Like, and, uh, and his <laughs> hair color, brown. Obviously. Eye color. Brown. Brown. Knew it. Weight, 266 pounds. Of pure man. Of pure man. His yeah. height. Six foot seven. That's a good height. Species? Human. Human. God. <laughs> Should be godlike. Should be god. However, oh. Dave, if we were so lucky as to have Mike Hagar yeah. as our mayor, who would you want as our chief of police? <sighs> That's the wrong answer, Dave. Okay. Because you should have been able to say this straight away. Okay. There's only one police officer we need. Frank Drebin. 
in gaming reality. Because <laughs> <laughs> Leslie Nielsen for everything. Yes. <laughs> but, I would have agreed with that, but in gaming, gaming prowess, Okay. we only need one cop, one desire. Is it Axe Cop? It's not Axe Cop. Damn it. <laughs> There's two cops I've named that I really want now. <laughs> that aren't in gaming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about Barry motherfucking oh, Burton. God, yes. See, again, facial hair, ginger beard, mm-hmm. legend. I think basically anyone with facial hair of any sort should have a special spot on this. In fact, you know what? That's what we're doing a list of at some point in the future. Best facial hair Best in gaming. Best facial hairs in gaming. It's got to be done. Yeah. So, you know, obviously we now know Mike Haggard's moustache and Barry Burton's face is now on the list. Yeah. But go on. Barry Burton. He's just the king of men. <laughs> He's just a man. He's, He's just, just... perfect man, isn't he? <laughs> he? He is the manliest of men. And God damn it, I love him. I, you know what, right? The thing is, now obviously we, me and you have always got that, that wonderful special place in our heart. Those, those perfect memories and regaling about the intro to Resident Evil. It's yeah. the best. <laughs> Genuinely it's is. The best. Amazing. If anyone tells me how crap the acting is, I'll call them a liar to their face. Best acting ever. And and you can use so many lines from it as well. Like I love it when I try and get a taxi, like on a night out, and like you try and wave it down and yeah. the taxi goes, like it just flies past me like, No! Don't, don't go <laughs> Clench fist. Yeah, you gotta do the hand. Stare at fist as in. the arm goes down and people are like <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> I'm just like, oh, it's amazing. And then I'm like, you know what? Just head for the house. And we'll just start walking towards like home. It's just, it's, it's amazing. Like, but Barry Burton is the king of the one-liners as well. Because like, obviously the first Resident Evil, it's um, on, on the PS1. It was, what is it? Two discs? Or was it on the same? No, it's on the same disc, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and you could go Chris or Jill. Yeah. Uh, Chris had Rebecca Chambers that you'd interact with going through. And I think you got like a little scene near the end with Barry Burton, which, you know, is enough. It's like, you know, drawing you in, drawing you in. The, the anticipation of Barry is going to be there. But then the, the when you go... Barry anticipation, <laughs> 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 The anticipatory. Um, but yeah, when... <laughs> but yeah, but then when you go Jill, like... Barry's like a bigger pot. Yeah, it is. Even so, you only see him like every so often. You don't. You don't interact with him loads. It's only when you need him. Yeah, literally. He's like ren- a like, you know, angel, like when, isn't when he? like a ceiling's about to collapse on you mm. and nearly turn you into a jail sandwich. sandwich. But even the first part, it's like I'm gonna stick around and look around more. And <laughs> it's like, oh, you and do that. I'm sure. I don't know if we spoke about this on pod or if it was just a random occurrence mm. where we laughed about it the other week as well. When you had it on the PC, you could strip the files. So if you just explore the disc, yeah. you could get all the, the WAVs, the, 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 sound files, the, yeah, yeah. the sound files, and you could just play them and listen to them yeah. and whatnot. And years back when we were using the original Napster, um, is this, a, this is the Resident Evil sex scene orgy. <laughs> Which so used cool. most of Barry Burton's lines, yeah. if not all of them. And again, I'm pretty sure it's, we've actually mentioned it in one of our pods. Um, but it's basically just like you say, all the sound files have been like put together to make 
like it sounds like weird sex noises. So every time, like you know, someone takes a hit in the game, they make like a grunt or a groan or something. Yeah. And someone's mashed them all together. Just sounds like they're having sex. But I'm then, not like, used to escorting little boys. <laughs> but then it's just like like that. Yeah, just throwing like a random quote, <laughs> and it was just stupid but fucking hilarious. <laughs> but I think that also helped with our love of Barry Burton. Yes, and then. Well, and truly. he wasn't in number two. I think at the end of number three, he possibly, flies a helicopter. In he number flies three. a helicopter, but you only see like the lower part of his face. Yeah. You see the beard. You see the beard, and that, that's beard. all. That's all you need. That's the important part of Barry Burton. That's where mm-hmm. all his power comes that, from, and his big, massive weapon. I've got this. I've got <sighs> this. Nice. He's just like this him and his cult is just like yeah. synonymous together. But even with it's the uh, the. The remake that they've done, which, let's be honest, is actually brilliant. It's I don't, I don't really usually good. like remakes with certain things. I, I feel like a lot of the charm comes from w- what it is yeah. and leave it at that. But the remake for it, I've got to be fair, is, is incredible. Yeah. It's so, so good. Although it does miss the, the intro. Yeah. Because like, the intro the is the, good for that. That's when, the problem. When you like, get when, into the yeah. mansion, and it's, like, Woof, and it's like, cast. Yeah. And it's like, Rebecca Chambers. <laughs> Jill Valentine. Barry Burden. <laughs> and it's just like, favorite. the turn, and he turns Alden the camera, and he just like, does it. Yeah, I'm got, literally, when this pod finishes, I'm uploading the intro yeah. to the, um, Straight to, away. the thing. Yeah. And people are like, why, why is it on this like three weeks early? Yeah. I'm like, no idea. Who cares? It. It's on there. Although, love it. Again, how did Albert Wesker not make my list? I love Albert Wesker. I love original Albert Wesker. I don't like Dick Wesker from like, the I, last couple. Even in uh, number five, there's just something about the dude I really like when he's talking about the Ouroboros. And it's like, Oh, just tell me anything evil, Albert. I'm I'm yeah. completely behind you now. <laughs> the one thing I don't like both of them in though is the film. Um, I, I won't want to say any more than that because yeah, the, 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 the films yeah. are awful and we don't need to talk about them. No. Thank God they're over. Yeah. Um. But Barry Burton, just oh, what a man! What, what an, an absolute incredible man! Pleasure, even in the to have book. the ability to mention. Oh, the book he's amazing, book, it, but you feel so sorry for him in the book as well because yeah. you actually get to experience how he gets played yeah. out. I mean, essentially, it's the script for the game, like in front of you. But obviously, like the interaction between characters and things is done really well. Um, but Barry and that is also brilliant. But in your head, you still picture him as Barry from the game. Yeah, you do. Just, oh, he's so fucking cool. Yeah. yeah, Barry, love him. I just I want to end the pod on fifteen minutes. Cause I don't want to talk about anyone else apart from Barry Burton. <laughs> I'm just, like, I just I want to end it and just be like, you know what? We'll I'm do done with three that. for the rest of these losers. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to this week's edition of SideQuest Activated, part three of my characters that I enjoy. Yes. Let's start again. Let's go back and talk about Barry, because we all love Barry. No, wait a minute. Going. It's all about and the Barry. special of Barry. So, going back to more side characters, one of the things is of my favourite characters is probably the mascot of this franchise. And if I told you the way you'd know if you're going to survive a nuclear explosion is if you close one eye and hold your thumb up. If your thumb covers explosion, you'll be safe. You're in a safer distance from the... You know who taught me that? I know. Pip-Boy. Pip-Boy. Boy, depending on 
which iteration of the Fallout yeah, you're playing. Which is weird. However, if you're listening to this right now, um, hopefully it'll still be available on GOG mm. and Steam. Fallout 2 is free to download. And Steam? Yes. Holy shit. I think it's Steam as well. It's definitely GOG. Okay. Um, so definitely go out and, and download it. Right, I need to go home now and download it because it's one of the best games ever. Okay, and pause. Yeah. Continue. And we're back. <laughs> so, and, and the nice thing about that being such an old game, though, is it, l- l- how quick did that download? <laughs> That's insane. And it's like, I don't even know if, if they would have been able to guess because the thing was paused. Yeah. But it wasn't very long. No. Not, not at all. Well, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, just Pitboy in general, like, he's not so much a character. That like you know you see you, you don't interact with him per se. He's not like one of the NPCs. You don't get missions from him or anything. He's literally just like as you say, he's he's almost like a mascot, isn't he? And it's just like like a lot of people probably understand it more. And like so, Fallout Four, he has all those intros, so like you know, strength and the perception things yeah, like that. All special your special test. tests and everything, where he, he is a, kind of like a, a, an old style cartoon character. But then he's like thrown in with the actual pit boy you've got on your arm, and it's something completely daft. But you you associate it straight away with Fallout. If you think Fallout, you think of them. You think straight you away. Think, you think yeah, of him. You think of the bobbleheads. You think of the the training. You think of when you're selecting a perk, like bloody mess or something, and with the little tiny gun smiling yeah. and a massive explosion of the body, like you know, just being. It's just because like the the original Fallout games were. Even they, they were humorous. Don't get me wrong; they were, but they seemed deadly serious. When you were a kid, you're like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. Like it's all like grim, dystopian mm. futures. Like everything's all going wrong. And then you load up your pit boy, like your menu, and you're like, ha! Yeah. It's, like it's, 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 it's a, it's a funny it? little yeah. like thing, just to like just to remind you that it's not all doom and gloom. Yeah. Here's like some more humor to it. But I get genuinely excited when I when I'm about to level up. I'm like, oh. Let's see what perks it is, and just yeah. like looking at Pit Boy going through, like he just brings a smile to my face, mm. no matter what it is, and like collecting his bobbleheads and whatnot, like upstairs. Like I, I brought you one back from America, and I'm like, yeah, yes. I might want to keep that myself. And it's like <laughs> Pit Boy's just awesome. I genuinely love him, mm. and it's just like you said, the um, the poster you got when you got Fallout Four as well, where it had like all the different uh, perks. Yeah, the poster perks and seeing all the really different cool. ones are brilliant. But it's the animations of, of selecting your perks or your new weapons yeah. and that sort of stuff. And it's like the people from Balto probably present, and you're like, ah, it's, it's just it's always a bit the big smile. Like even if like bad things are happening to him, like he's still because it's just a cartoon character essentially, yeah. and it's like it's almost comical. But the things you're explaining, like genuinely happens like if like he's talking about radiation poison and things like that you'll see him like just like have a like weird confused look on his face as like an arm grows out of his rib and then he's smiling like waving and things like that there it's comical but then you put the game on and you got radiation poison and you're like oh fuck no i, I don't need this and then it's yeah. a mad panic it's, it's the complete opposite of what you get with the actual like little pit boys and it's it's just brilliant it's it is really, he's, he's really done. good. So very clever. Yeah. So very clever. And then my my next one, I don't know if I'm going to be allowed any of these. Right. Okay. So it's going to be a little bit, ooh. First one is Gail Porter. 
<laughs> right. So we've we've already discussed Gale Boy <laughs> on a previous part yeah. when we were talking about the fighting games or Galibur and whatnot. Right. So by any chances you're the one Frank Bunty. So the second one of the three <laughs> Go on. is Frank Bunty. Is the next one Chezza? The next one isn't Chezza. Oh, okay. I've put on my little note, can I have Frank, uh, Frank Bunty? And well, then if you were like, no, because he's not a character, he's custom. I think what I'm going to say, because this, uh, this is why I was asking the characters, uh, I will let you have your custom created character. Right, okay. Which, again, is like, I don't really want to, but I'm going to let you have it because I well, know these characters have given us like an enormous amount of pleasure over the years. They have made us laugh stupidly by the hideous freaks you have made on these games. I don't know how you manage it. It's an art form. So, my, if I, instead of a character, my, my, my one would probably be the character creation as yeah. a character. That, that would be one. But if I wasn't allowed them, I'm going to go all serious and go for Arthas from Ooh. Warcraft. Mainly because I'd never played the the RTSs yeah. until after WoW. Yeah. And I, I did the same, to be fair. Because it was weird. Like, when they, when I first heard about them, they were like the height of nerdy. Oh, God, yeah. Like, it was like, oh, that was like, it's still like at a time where it was like almost like it had a bit of a stigma to be a bit of a geek and a nerd. It 100%, like, yeah. yeah. It's not it's like, like now where you can rock out a t-shirt. And I was like... Oh, Warcraft, it. dude. Now it's like, a hell of a lot more acceptable yeah, to be weird. like nerdy and everything. Now it's become coolish. And it's kind of bizarre. But that was like the height of it. And I was like, I know I'm a nerd. I know I'm like quite geeky with certain things like that. That doesn't bother me. But is that like stepping into an entirely different realm? Yeah, I didn't want to go that like far. The Dungeons and Dragons kind of nerdage. And I was like, I don't think I'm ready for that step. I'm not ready for that commitment. No. And like yourself, it was like I was badged into having a look at World of Warcraft, and I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to. Eventually, I went round to my mate Ant, and he showed me his Shadow Priest, I think it was, and he was going through, um, I think it's Under City, the undead, like main stronghold place, and uh, he was going around there, and I was like, this looks incredible, this, this is huge. And, and what's this for? Like, where do you go to, like, do your mission? Went, oh, no, this is just like where I go to, like, sell stuff or like do some jobs or like to interact with people or like do raids and whatnot so, so there's more than like this area it's just like one level you know? and i watch and he like just walked outside started like going on his mountain riding around the world and i was like this is huge this is this is actually like breathtaking and it was only on a laptop as well so like i mm. wasn't seeing it on like a pc and then I was like, I'm, I'm curious now, and then he let me have a little go, and I played it and enjoyed it. Then I got bullied into playing Warcraft Three, which then opened up the whole story. And there's one thing I absolutely adore: Blizzard can tell a story. Oh God, yeah! Blizzard can tell a fucking story and, and do amazing cinematics. Yes, hands down, they do. It's it's an art form for them. They are stupidly good. Mm. But then it obviously explains the story of how Arthas went from what he was. To, to what he eventually ended up as, as as the Lich King, and I remember playing through the uh, through Warcraft three, all the RTS and everything, and then the expansions and whatnot, and it just blew me away. The story is brilliant, and then obviously from all that, I then introduce you to Warcraft, mm. and let you step in then. Yeah, so I was um, 
I was playing World of Warcraft with you, um, and we played it for a while before the Lich King, um, Wrath of the Lich King yeah, game. Because it was uh, uh, came Burning out. Crusade was when I introduced it to you. Yeah, and then the next one's Wrath of the the Lich King, and that, that I literally hit. I think it's level seventy as that expansion came out, so I didn't even get a chance to do the raids. Yeah, and that's the and that, that was thing. So like, I started playing. And I was like, you know what, enjoying it just as a game where I didn't pay much attention to the story mm. or anything, just going around following you and you're like, all right, we come here to kill this. This is the reason why we're doing it. I was like, mm. right, okay, cool. And then we played through the Wrath of the Lich King yeah. when we hit it. And we we played out the Arthur storyline mm-hmm. um, as you go through. And it's one of the uh, dungeons as well, isn't it? You see like, yeah. uh, like when the town gets infected... And his his only logical next step is we gotta like purge the town. We gotta like just just massacre it all. And I remember like sitting there because I knew the story obviously, and seeing you like he's gonna kill everyone. Hang on, so we're gonna go murdering now? We can't do that. <laughs> just like the the shock and horror on your face. Like, no, we're the good guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like complete. Like why is he doing this? And then just like I absolutely loved your reaction to it because. I had a similar action doing the the, the RTS stuff because in that you actually go Arthur's doing that, yeah, which just blew me away. And that's the thing. So I, I didn't, I hadn't done Warcraft three at all. Mm. I was only doing the the first time I'd seen him and heard of him was he was the Lich King. So it, I had that sort of element ruined for me prior mm. to going into to Warcraft three. I was like, ah, oh, so that's like his ascension, so to speak, into. Yeah what's happening uh, so I knew the finale I knew the outcome yeah um, so to speak but playing through that quest and playing through the whole add-on pack for for wow yeah I was like holy shit this character is just like he's done really well like he only wanted what he knew was correct yeah like he knew as harsh as a choice that was it was the correct thing to go and do mm. And like I know he started losing it and just went like completely loopy, yeah. but like it's it's that hard decision of being like, oh my god! And the way that Bliss done it, yeah, is like they proper got you in, especially because you lent me Warcraft three, yeah. So like right, so I went in and I played as Arthur, and I'm like, he loves his time, ta- he like loves yeah. his people, and like he'll do his anything actor, for him. Yeah, like he literally he would die for them. Mm. He would do whatever he could to do to help them out. And you you grow to love him, and then having that that moment and that mission where you like just go slaughtering, yeah. And I'm like, and I, you can tell it's not something he wants to do, but he feels it's something that has to be done, yeah. Um, and it's just played out so well. And the th- the thing I really love about it as well uh, with Blizzard is they don't do good guys, bad guys. It's like you've got the Alliance and the Horde. Neither are bad, neither are good. They just have different views different opinions different ways of looking at things it's like even though the human paladins are walking around there's still like these big like gruff men that are like still smash someone's fucking head in with a big hammer but they're doing it for the light they're doing it for what they believe in so mm. to them that's right but there's still times where they come across as dickheads whereas on the other side you've got an orc uh shaman who's casting all these spells and everything who you'd think is the bad guy but then the way he sees things is he's protecting his lands, he's protecting his people, he's yeah. protecting the world from whatever threat is attacking. And it's a, it's a very fine line between good and evil. 
and it's never pointed out which is correct, which is wrong. Even the, like the scourge, I mean, they are like literally trying to to massacre and everything. Mm. But even they have their reasons for doing it. They have their beliefs and things like that. And Blizzard do that very well. So even though Arthas is considered like you know a, a warrior of light, he's still he's still just human. He still makes mistakes. He still like reads situations wrong. And they just they played that out perfectly and just made him a brilliant character, and I, I really love that about him. I think yeah. he's really cool. I just, I, I genuinely, it, it's rare that you get, especially for that type of game as well. Mm. It's rare that you get suckered into a character. Yeah, and I think that that's what they, again you were saying like they do so well is they do make you be like, oh my god, like I, I genuinely love him. And the, well, moving on from from that, one of my other characters is that. I've I've not slagged this game off, but I've said that I'm not a massive fan of it. No. So again, <laughs> I know this is not going to be good, but Nathan Drake has to go on my list <laughs> just because I, I didn't realise how much I, I liked him as a character until I started playing Uncharted 4. See, I was similar, but I, I got that with Uncharted 3. Right. Parts of Uncharted 2. I've, I, I played the first game and I was like, you know what, I, I don't mind him, but he's not my favourite because my favourite is Sully, Sully all the time. Again, it's that moustache. Moustache. Well, he, he definitely and cigar goes on smoking. Yeah. So, Sully, I, I think he's a brilliant character, but I can understand why you'd like Nathan Drake. He's always got those witty one liners, hasn't he, for a yeah. situation. And, and that's because he, he breaks up the monotonous gameplay of yeah. Uncharted. Cause I think all the character interactions, to be fair, do that. I, I, I do quite like the way they all like chat away. So if you're just like climbing a mountain or something like that, they are chatting away and winding each other up or getting into little arguments or throwing in a bitchy comment. There's always something going on between them that that, that kind of draws you into their character. Mm. And, and Nathan obviously... Even like during all like you know the chaos that's going on around him, it could just be like you know big explosions have gone off and like a huge gunfight, and then he'll go into the next room and be like, "Whew, well, that was close." And it's like just something like to make light of yeah, everything. And he's like, "Oh no, 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 no!" Yeah. When there's like a grenade by him, yeah. it's that sort of thing. But like it's it is it's his charm and his wit and his personality, which yeah. is he's so goddamn lovable. It's like you said, like Nolan North is like yeah. an incredible voice actor. Like you can stick him in anything and you know he's it's going to be a, a yeah. an amazingly acted voice. Um that yeah. didn't make sense. But, but an, ama- a, a, an amazingly <laughs> voice acted character. Yeah. Um because he genuinely is but Nathan Drake literally holds that series together, which is why I know everyone's going on about how this lost lost legacy or whatever mm. it's called, the uh, the new one is ba- it's uncharted plus minus him. Yeah, I think it's Chloe and oh, who's the other one? I can't remember the other character because I haven't played it myself yet. But I know yeah. one of my mates has played it, and there's loads of interactions where they're like running down Nathan or saying like, you know, what a tool he is and things like. One of them, like, you know, it's like, so why did you sleep with him? And then it's a big discussion about that, and it's just like again, little interactions between them. But my um, mate that was playing it said that it was just missing something yeah and he thought it was nathan as well like it's just it he's he's the main character for a reason and that's it isn't it if you take someone out of the franchise or try and keep the franchise going you know it's not going to go well yeah i mean the game itself from what i've heard is is still pretty solid 
it's still a good game. It's still Uncharted, just mm. with different characters. But I don't know. Like it, I, personally, I don't think it needed the next one. It didn't need a fifth one in the series. No, it could have. It ended guess, so so beautifully well. Yeah. With with Uncharted Four, they did not need to to carry on with this. Mm. It's like the thankfully the the film adaptation of it, it just keeps failing miserably, and it's not getting picked up. Yeah. So that that's the nice thing because I don't want them to ruin. Because again, if they try and put Nathan Drake in it, it's not going like Nolan oh, North yeah. hasn't got the physical characteristics. I don't know. Actually, I watched the video of him once. I think it may have been when Uncharted Three was coming out, and uh, basically the people who were interviewing him said like you know well could you do half the stuff that that nathan does and you just see him like climbing up on a couch and like there's a big like skirting board and things and he's like edging along it like <laughs> balancing and then he like falls off and breaks something off a wall and things it's actually quite amusing yeah. to watch him do it like but uh, yeah it'd be right and like it, it it needs his voice and like his delivery with, yeah. with certain things, so. his delivery is perfect. Yeah, and it's just it it genuinely is, and the timing of it is is phenomenal. Like mm. he is a brilliant again, another um, issue of an amazing character in a mediocre or poor game. Mm. Like because Uncharted isn't the best. It, the it, it, it's good and it, it's mindless entertainment. Mm. It's one that you know it's just a set piece after set piece after set piece. Yeah. Like the occasional puzzle element, but the puzzle elements are usually like move this to this or shine this at this. And it's pretty much done. There's never anything really that keeps you like locked into a puzzle for a couple of hours. Like the older Tomb Raiders had parts like that where it was like, okay, I've really got to pay attention to what I'm doing here because this puzzle's like difficult or I'm missing certain bits. But this one is essentially just like go from here to here. And that's the thing because like the. Everyone was going about how Uncharted was just a rip-off of Tomb Raider. Where they're like, oh my God, I thought that. You know, then, that, that's all it is. But... Yeah, I don't think it is now. A, it, it's not. No. In slides, but B... I think it's inspired to, by Tomb Raider, it. even though everyone's like, oh, you think Tomb Raider, you think of Lara Croft. You don't think of Lara Croft in a good way. You think of Lara Croft in like, oh, it's the sexy so symbol it's of pointy thing. Tits. And that's what it is. You never go like, oh, you know what? Lara Croft's so funny. Lara Croft is like, you know, yeah. oh, she, she's like her, yeah, her character is brilliant. It's like, no, her physical appearance is like, how skinny can well, see, shorts can we put for the, how can for the older ones? Yes, I think Uncharted, like I say, took inspiration from Tomb Raider to to be what it is. Mm. Now, in the older Tomb Raiders, she is just a sex symbol. She's that strong, sexy female character. And whilst that's a good thing, it's always nice having like a a. a a female character as the main character for a change because mm. it's always like you know big burly blokes in space suits or whatever like you know all that kind of shit or like the big power armors and stuff you get that daily but it's nice to have like a strong female character but she just became a sex symbol yeah but then when they redone Tomb Raider they still had her as like you know the the pretty female character but it wasn't like Oh yeah, she got roughed or up straight away. So that was the like thing because she, she then didn't became have the that. stronger female character that that you wanted. Yeah, but I prefer bland. this iteration of Laura than the old one. Yeah, but she's still missing that personality. Yeah, she genuinely doesn't have one. The gameplay is brilliant. Like I love the new Tomb Raider. I think they're brilliant. Reboot. Yeah, the the they're great series of games, mm. but she's not entertaining in the slightest. No. In it, it's a stage where I'm genuinely I enjoy the gameplay, and whereas Uncharted, I prefer. 
watching the so what the characters want and stuff is Nathan in, in Tomb Raider in, uh, in Tomb Raider yeah because yeah. that would be the perfect be mix the perfect of everything combo, yeah. well and truly because it's just not she's just not that great yeah like, I don't understand how she's in so many like lists for like best characters ever I think it, it is was the just literally appeal. just for little like teenage adolescent boys to use yeah. and it was just <laughs> you know it, it wasn't it wasn't what I wanted yeah and it saddens me to wanting to put a character into my list that I couldn't do. So I was surprised with you that you couldn't put, like, you didn't put Cloud in your yeah. list of, of games, of what, game the, characters. But I had you my had, reasons. Yeah, you had your uh, reasons. From, from Final Fantasy, the, the best character, personally, I think, is Kefka. He's a really good, well-rounded character. I mean, there are all the great characters. Like, I do still adore Cloud, and I will have Cloud... Like as one of my favourite characters, but he's not the best from the franchise, and I do genuinely believe that. Even like with the likes of Sephiroth, I love Sephiroth probably slightly more than I do Cloud, but he's not the best villain. Yeah. So I think that's why I kind of stayed clear because I also didn't want to like run it down at any point in any kind of way. This is the reason why I'm not putting any characters from Shenmue in my list. Holy shit! Not even the dude Got with him. the dreadlocks. Tom. That, yeah. No. I'd have hey, Rio! <laughs> you want a hot dog? Like, yes, no. I do, Tom. <laughs> um, no, because... I, and this is the weirdest one for me. Because Shenmue is literally like Shenmue for life, yo. I'm all yeah. that gubbins. Um, but Rio is the most fucking boringest character in anything. Well, is he- Ever. This is kind of what I get, like, because like, I understand what you're saying. Like, as a game, it's your favourite game, but he's just got one mindset it's his story for revenge yeah that's it so he doesn't have like any kind of like branching off or anything he doesn't have like romances and things like that i mean like the only branch off you get is going to the arcades yeah i mean they they tried so hard to put all that sort of stuff in like stuff with like nozomi when she's like Rio, and he's like you want a photo and like he just stands there like he's so like not aware of what's going on no. with like his surroundings, uh, but it's just like he's he's a bland, he's a school kid, he's genuinely just a school kid. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? Even though it's my favourite game, and I I will have the statue of him, like yeah. I will have that figure. Obviously, ha, fucking uh, no, I've got Landy. Yeah. So I was like, See, even Landy, I love. He's a good villain, but he's not in it enough. He doesn't talk enough. He's not. Well, he's he's really not. He's in in he's total. Been, I think yeah. it's five scenes in he's two games. In it, but as a villain, he's very good. He's literally come in, done something evil, and then fought. Where off. is the mirror? Yeah, he, he doesn't do a lot. But as a character, I do. I think I, I enjoy him more. Oh yeah, as a character, is the whole like get up. I'll allow you to die like a warrior. Yeah, and it's like and it's his like, phrases are amazing. Yeah. He's just I not just need more of him. Yeah, he's just not used enough. In Shenmue Two, he's only in it once for literally about seven seconds. Is that where he's on the boat or something? On the heli, he's on a helicopter on yeah, a rope yeah. on the helicopter on the top of a building, flying off. Yeah, at the end, yeah. And you're just like, uh right? And he doesn't say anything. He just smiles. Yeah. Well, you see, this is the thing. Isn't and it? Like, you went through all wow. of number two expecting, like, you know, this is it. I'm at least going to be able to get into a fight with him. If you didn't know there was, like, you know, that was going to be the end of the game, like, you expect to at least get into, like, a scrap with him or something, but no, he just does one. And it's like, fuck, I've missed him again. And you've had to wait all of these years just to see, like, you know, well, what's happened? 
what's, well, the, what's yeah, the next step? The end of Shenmue 2 is you get trapped in a cave. Well, you go into a cave. Yeah. A massive fucking sword comes out of the ground for no reason, starts <laughs> spinning, and he's like, huh? And it ends. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and like, it, 17 it years... Assassin's Creed did before Assassin's Creed. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird like, thing out of nowhere. This is weird. <laughs> And then 17 years later, apparently it's going to start off when you're in the village, so you're not even going to be in the cave <laughs> to figure out what the shite happened then. So I'm just like, but hopefully after all this time, Rio might have actually turned into a character that will be like lovable character I could put yeah. on my list. But I mean, don't get me wrong, like anything he's in, I will go him. Yeah. Like I wear his hoodie like every fucking day. Like I, I love Shenmue, but the characters in that aren't strong enough to go no. on my list. Although I'm loving the fact that the characters aren't on your list. Yeah, I think we're still talking about them like what a good five minutes later. <laughs> still managed to do it. It's because I was thinking that like Landy was on my list for a bit. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, because. But I can see why you, why you wouldn't have him in there. But, I mean, you like him as a character, but you need more of him to make him a proper standout character. Yeah. Like, I completely agree with that. I mean, there's so many as well because I've been, obviously, uh, Dan, who I who would do one of our other pods, pods with, yeah, he's um he started playing that Detroit Become Human the other day okay. um, when we were um at the EGX podcast, uh, EGX podcast, EGX Expo, yeah. and we're like, oh, you know what, man, it was brilliant, and we started talking about just like how amazing the David Cage games were, hmm. and I was like, it, it genuinely is, like th- they've got the the best type of um of gameplay going on like the, the story behind them is phenomenal it's dead simple dead easy to play yeah. but it is literally just like playing through a film well this is it like but I, I know a lot of people like slate the games as well mm. but I think that's because they look at it as a game rather than an interactive story which is the way I look at it from from a story point I really enjoy it I, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm constantly intrigued by like the characters and what's happening next and the, the voice acting between them is usually pretty solid as yeah. well um, Amazing. But as as a game, there's not much. But for characters wise, and each character has a lot of personality that their their experiences and things affect them as a character, and then they they portray it perfectly. Which brings me to my last character I want to discuss, Ethan Mars. Yeah, from Heavy Rain. Yeah, see, I really liked Ethan. Right, all the way through it. Before we start with this. Yeah. Dan, this is about four weeks into you having Heavy Rain now because he's yeah. only just bought it to start okay, playing so, it. So, yeah, stop listening stop now. Stop listening now because this is the last it. character. So, Dan, yeah. stop. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, the actual character itself, like, son gets, like, you know, killed and then second son that he's looking after mysteriously vanishes. Yeah, Bad Parenting 101 yeah. is Ethan 100%. He's, he's not the best... But, no. to be fair, like that's that stupid fucking kid's fault, first of all, for running out into the road with a balloon. Jason! Yeah, so th- that kid's a fucking idiot. Jason. Then you got Jason, who's the... Uh, no, is Jason the first kid? Or the J- Jason's the first one that who's you chase around the mouth, Sean. Sean, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so basically the, the first kid... I'm going to put that down to the kid rather than bad parent. Well, we don't like kids anyway. They're but stupid and again, dumb. he's buying a balloon from a clown. And then the kid dies. Coincidence? I think not. 
That's why you don't trust clowns. They kill children. The evidence is there, Reg. Mm. So there we go. So the clown's the villain of that piece. Side quest complete. Yeah, done. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, like, the second one, kid vanishes, and, like, you know, obviously it's, like, a, a really weird situation, but it's the, the way things happen to him and his reaction of, like, it's, it's there's not many games where, like, if you'd like so and so's like, you know, in front of you, you've got to shoot so and so to continue. You'd be like, yeah, and you pull the trigger, done. You're not really asked. This one, everything about it, I was like, I don't want bad things to happen to him, but no. I have to make bad things happen to him so I can find the location of, of my son. And I mean, one part that really stands out is a part where there's like knives and all sorts yeah. all around the room. It's like quite, a, quite an iconic thing now. Yeah. And, you're tasked with cutting your finger off and you've got to go and pick a random sharp implement up from the room, put your finger on the table and cut it off. Yeah. And then you do, you're basically like, you know, yeah, you're bringing, R1, R- yeah. R- L1 and R1 is not yeah, or L2. You're kind of like bringing the blade down slowly and your character is shaking. I was like, Oh my God. I stopped. I'm still getting like palpitations yeah. thinking about this but whole thing. The thing is like, you can't just go done and that's it. But, like I was doing it, and I was like, I stopped, and I was like, I found myself like putting myself in his shoes. Like, yeah. would you be able to cut off your own finger? And I was like, this is so intense. And eventually, I did it because the good thing about that game is like you don't have to do any of that. No, this is literally each time you do something bad is so you can get clues to find your son. Yeah. So you doing that will give you more clues towards finding the location of your son. So it's like, well, I could just keep my finger and then maybe I'll get like more clues from the other one. But then as his dad, he's doing everything he can to try and find the son. And it was like, I've, I found myself putting myself in that situation and you've got a time limit. It's like, oh, you've got to do it within this time. I'm like, oh shit, I don't know what to do. So eventually I did it. And I remember doing it and then like, you know, falling down, holding his hand and everything. And you get the extra couple of clues and I felt sick. Mm. Like in me, I was like, oh my God, I can't yeah. believe... I've just done that. And each time you can see it's like chipping away more and more from his psyche. It's like he's he's really struggling mentally to cope with all the things he's putting himself through. And the way it's portrayed in the game is just brilliant. Like it genuinely genuine, is. I absolutely adore it. That and, and Fahrenheit are just incredible games for me. I still really, really enjoy them to this day. Yeah. I think that the, the story for them is just, brilliant there's always a certain part where it just like goes off like on little tangents and things and you're like i've got no idea what's going on like yeah in fahrenheit you end up with like supernatural powers or something like that it was really weird and yeah. it ends completely mental mm. but apart from the blackouts which I, to this day i still don't think it's ever explained why why ethan suddenly blacks out and then wakes up somewhere with like a little origami figure mm. i don't think it explains why and that's probably my only complaint about it, but I think that's down to the actual story rather than his character. Yeah, I'd I'd like to know why his character blacks out. I'd like to know why these things are happening to him. Why it's it's just like him, and it's not like you know I've, I can contact other people and things like that. If it went into more detail, that'd bring the story up to like virtually perfect. Yeah. But as a character, he's just so fucking good. And it is, and it's like we were saying um, about Arthur's and stuff. And it's rare that you can get absorbed into a character more than like the game stuff. But you you properly get a feel, and you're like, I don't really want to do this. 
generally don't. Heavy Rain is just, it should, be, for me, be called, I don't want to do this. Yeah. And like, I, thankfully, I went through the, the tie game and saved everyone. Everyone was all good. We all had happy. Ah, uh, you see, now, on mine, um, the woman died in the fire. I all right. killed the detective. Um, the FBI agent um, ended up overdosing, and Ethan survived um, with the kid. I, th- I think it was somewhere like that. Um, but again, there's there's so many endings to that game as well. Yeah, like, like one seven of them, or something, seventeen or something. Something, like something that. stupid like that. Yeah, but one of them, I know, um, Ethan goes to jail. He's basically framed for the murder. The villain of the piece. For those who who haven't played it, I won't explain who the villain is. Well, the villain of the piece goes off scot free, and then Ethan hangs himself. Wow! Yeah, you actually see him like he, he puts the rope around his neck and kicks the stool away, and then you just see him swinging like kicking, and then he stops. That's one of the endings for it. There's like so many things what? that yeah. like you know basically with were, were different endings for it. It's absolutely mental, but it's just like little touches like that. And whilst the other characters were good in the game, yeah, like, I, no I one did, held a candle to to eat. But it's because I, 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 it's, you put it's yourself in his around him. Mm. But obviously, the other characters you control within the game all play a big part in the story as well. Yeah. Um, so you do kind of get invested, like with the FBI agent, who's like you know trying to find the clues and like you know solve the the, the actual mystery and like you come together with like reasons for why it's happening. But then also you find out he's a druggie and mm. he's, he's struggling to overcome the addiction. Then you have the choice: well, do you become more focused and calm and relaxed and take the drugs? Or do you try and like kick it and go cold turkey? Because I thought like I just kept taking them. Uh, yeah, of course you did. I was just like, yeah, fuck it, just just take the drugs. You know that'll keep you focused. Because with so. you, any bad decision is a good decision. Yeah, I can't help it. It's... And I'm the complete opposite way around. So that's why I yeah. had like the like the fucking all singing, that's all dancing. Yeah, rainbows that's why and everybody fancy, lived fancy for stars. you, and like seventy five percent of the cast died for me bad decisions i'll hold my hands up <laughs> i'm the bad guy <laughs> yeah but yeah it's just like so i i got invested in that in the fbi agent a, a bit and i was like well he's interesting but he's just trying to solve the mystery and i got invested invested in the the private eye and again he's a, he's an interesting character and he's just trying to solve it and then the woman i got in, in, invested in her but not as much. I was just like, mm, I don't know. There's just something about because he's the only one really that has something on the line. Yeah, with it. Like I know they put their lives on the line mm. for certain bits of information and whatnot, but, but his, like his literally, his, his mind is constantly on the line, on line for it. But you you can't help David Cage, right? So fucking good characters, you can't help but get invested. Yeah, if you forget about Beyond Two Souls. Yeah, he writes that, amazing characters. Played it, slated it, and it's the one is, I just never got round. Which is why I was dreading that. Detroit hmm. coming out because I'm like, I don't really want to do this at all. Because Beyond Two Souls was not. There's not one bit of it I could be like, you know what was good? That bit. No, it was just all shite. See, that's uh, everybody has told me that, and I was like, I want to get it the day it comes out, and then it had like bad reviews to start off with, and I don't usually pay attention to reviews, but Fahrenheit and Heavy Rain got a lot of interest and a lot of hype behind it. Even mm. if like people were saying like it's not good, they were still like it's not good. But the story does seem really interesting. Things that they'd always put like something good about it, even if they didn't like it. And Beyond Two Souls just got like 
none of that. No, from what I can remember is she's got some blue spirit thing that follows her around and then I became pregnant and never finished it. Wow. I genuinely don't remember any of it <laughs> at all and I could not give a shit about it. It just, I tried to blank it out of my mind because it was yeah. awful. Detroit seems like it's going to be one of those heavy rain type games where you're invested in the current decisions. Like I played at the expo and was sweating so bad because I was so tense and so yeah. nervous. It's the one you've seen on E3 at the trailers for it. And like any, if you go on YouTube, just watch the trailer for it. You'll see there's a bit when you're like an Android who's trying to stop another Android killing a little girl. Mm. He's held holding the hostage. You're trying to get the, the girl back from this bad Android. Uh, and he's on top of a roof and you're trying to talk him down. And now I was in the, in the expo with about eight or nine different people that all playing it at the same time. Yeah. Every single one of us had different endings for that bit. Oh, mad. And I'm like, at what bit of the decision yeah. did that trigger something? But you've got the, it's, you're not timed on it, but you genuinely feel like you're in a rush mm. because he's, the androids killing police officers as they're trying to get closer. Yeah. But you need to get information because you're a negotiator. So if you're like, you don't know the android's name, you're going to walk out and say, like, you don't know me. And you're like, of course I do. Android one, yeah, and then like someone next to him, literally the Android just went poof and just like shot the kid, and like when you go a little bit close, like I went digging, so I'm me being me, I'm like I want the best ending, yeah. So like I will hunt everything down, got 100, percent saved the kid, talked him out of it, like everything was good, but someone, someone got the little kid shot, hmm. someone made the Android think that basically he's. He was their, their android serve bot, yeah. so to speak. So he was like the little girl's friend, the family cleaner, cook, chef, like everything. Yeah. Um, and like he hugs the child and you're like, Oh, we've done it. And then he just looks and smiles at you and just like falls back. So like he kills him and the kid. She That's did. one of them. One of the other ones is like he basically just throws the kid to you and tries to shoot you and can kill mm. the kid as you're or you yeah. or someone else. There's another one where he just shoots himself, there's another one where he just falls off. There's like there's so there's many different, different but depending on how you speak to him. And you could literally walk out like the lad did next to me, walk out and just shoot the Android showing the head around talking. <laughs> and then it's depending on how his aim was. Yeah. Depends on if the girl fell on the roof mm. or fell off with him. So it's mental. there's so many different variations of everything that can go on with it. I'm like, this is going to be another Dave Cage game where I'm like, I'm invested in yeah. this like so much. The conversations make you want to love the character, and I'm like, I can dig that so much. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. That sounds cool to be fair. But yeah, that's that's just the beauty of his game. So like, I'm I'm hoping that there is another character that just like really stands out. And at the moment, I, I I think like Ethan's a really good one to 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 end this on. I think it's like a, a solid shout. And for those that haven't played it, or like you know, even if you, you did play it, I'd, please like leave us like in the comments, like not just for that character, for any of the games that you've heard us talk about, or even just your personal opinions. Let us know in the comments, please. Like you know, we do read all of them. We do like try and get invested in it as well. Same as always, if we get like a, a decent list of characters. We're more than likely going to go back and pick, like you know, people's favourites and discuss them because I've been up. Yeah, I mean, no, why? Why they good? Because there's been yeah. some good characters and some good like movie tie-ins and oh, stuff yeah. that they've been I mean, doing. No, there's quite a few and fantastic just... pictures of Sam Fox with a Mario moustache. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah, I won't be looking at that the same way ever again. I will. 
Mm, interesting. A little bit. Um, but on that note, and pictures of Sam Fox, we're going to turn that picture of Sam Fox into an origami figure and get the fuck out of here. Yes. So I've been Reg. I'm Dave. Side quest complete. Boosh.